don't always know when to use T-O-O, T-O, or T-W-O? Or does it make you crazy when people make grammatical errors in emails or on business signs? If you answered yes to either question, then a brand new book from two Twin Cities guys is just for you. It's called Irregardless Ain't a Word. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome... To Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jay. Clapping. That is very nice. Uh, I hope you enjoy that little uh, uh, musical interlude. Uh, now, it, this because this is a thing, I just, I got to use it as a promote, and I can't even say what the name of the song was, uh, because, you know, it's a thing. That was me coughing. I have a cough button now. <laughs> I just turned down the volume. That's all I do. Oh, it's uh, it's it's good to be back here on Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me, uh, the live chatters on my broadcasting site, Mixler.com, uh, is Brendan, Jay, Paul, Kim, Karen, and a mystery guest. I No offense, guys, but I want to be a little bigger so that I don't know all my fucking listeners <laughs> by first name. <laughs> Uh, as opposed to last week where I got spammed, which was uh, interesting as well. Uh, but it's good to have you all you guys on, uh, and it's very nice to be there. And if you're listening from my website, markscalia.com, uh, goals are good. Thank you. Uh, if you're listening through my website, markscalia.com, and you would like to be part of the chat, uh, and then we would be personal friends on, on the Mixler chat. Um, you can then click the uh, box that you're listening to, and it will, uh, let's see, I said, shoot, catapult. It will eject you out of that website. I'm going to get some sound effects for that. Uh, and it will shoot you, it catapult you, it'll send you uh, to the live uh, broadcasting site so you can live chat as well. But if not, you want to be anonymous, go right ahead because my analytics will tell me who you are anyway. I know who you are. It's the professionalism that I respect. Uh, and since we've had a, uh, a long week, uh, kind of a short long week, or a kind of a, I don't know, uh, let's just start it right up with a Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past that. When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Yes, and it's here, right now. The Happening Now monologue. A lot of things have been going on this week. A lot of good things, actually. Um, and I, I want to make sure my volume is... I'm, I'm playing with the volume tonight. I don't know what's going on. It may be my ears are going. I don't know. Um, but the first song I played uh, for the bumper music... 
Um, about the reason it's uh, that particular song was that's uh, that was from uh, Purple Rain, the album Purple Rain, or the movie Purple Rain, or both Purple Rain, which is thirty-one years. Yeah, let that sink in, bitches. Thirty-one. Would it be nice if I weren't related to most? Yeah. Of course, my sister chimes in the middle of the monologue, so here it is. I'm not going <laughs> to... The Purple Rain album came out 31 years ago, as did the movie, and I had done something. Uh, I was a big... Uh, I, I was really into music uh, when I was younger, a lot of, lot of music, and I would buy the 12-inch singles. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Um, and what I would do is I would mix them, and I didn't know anything about mixing because I had a couple of buddies who were DJs, and they were really good at live mixing, but I had one record player, and I had a dual tape recorder, a dual tape deck, yeah, for you youngsters. Uh, tape is what we used to use before we went to the digital thing, uh, Kim, <laughs> and you little young listeners who aren't on Mixler. But what I would do is I would play the record, and there were different mixes on the record because it was a side A and a side B. And there would be like a cappella or the instrumental. And there would be a special remix. Uh, I recorded it on scotch tape. Yes, actually, the tape was scotch tape. Reel to reels used scotch, by the way, um, which later became a tape tape. You still have eight tracks? Do you? I sold all my dad's, I think. I think I sold them at a yard sale. Guy was very nice. He wanted to give him a good home. I was like, that's fine. Um, but what I would do is I would take the record and I would play it. And then I would stop it. And then what I would do is I would record as it played. And then when I wanted to change the mix, I press pause. And then I would find a different mix. And it was really tricky because if you fucked up, you had to go all the way back to the beginning. And I didn't know it was Zoom. Long story short, I took all those cassettes and I digitized all my music about five, six, eight years ago. And those are a bunch of songs that I had. And the name of those albums, Are You Ready? Let's see. It's called MBT. And do you know what MBT stands for? Because I was I was 18. Actually, I was 17, 18. It stood for Mega Beach Tunes. <laughs> yeah, that was me and uh, and a mullet hanging out at Revere Beach. Uh just ripping just ripping through songs like this. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. And songs like this. This is this is a song I haven't done yet. You can still hear the record scratching. Do you remember this? Is the mullet coming back? Yeah. Live the life, bitches. <laughs> so so I've got like 15 or 18 songs, and I've started remixing them because on the internet, it's amazing. You can find all the music. You can find them. And I just, I remixed everything. Um, just a lot of them. Not exactly, but fairly close. Um, and a lot of them, I actually have the actual reproductions. And this was one of my favorite songs so long ago. Uh Anybody remember this? When they have music, it makes me dance. So dance brackets. Now it's time when we dance. This is Jody Watler, some some kind of lover. 
It was all the bass. All right. Well, I tell jokes. I don't know why I'm doing this this music thing. I just got into it, and that was part of the happening now monologue. The other thing is I went to a uh, chiropractor today, speaking of dancing, and I want to get back in uh, danceable shape, as they say, um, or as I just said. No, I don't know anyone else who says it. So I went to the chiropractor today, and a lot of people don't like the chiropractor because they go, and they break it. Um but I got there at like 10 o'clock and they were like, oh, we'll see you. And an hour and 15 minutes into it, I'm still waiting. And I was like, I, I can't be here all day. And they go, oh, we'll have you in there. It was <laughs> the business in the front, party in the back. You're still having conversations about mullet. I moved on three fucking subjects ago. Long story short, I went to the chiropractor today. And I was it was actually pretty good. I got a deep tissue massage, which hurt like a motherfucker. Um, and then I got ultrasound. Turns out I'm not pregnant. Awesome. I was, this is so scary. <laughs> it's like I'm too young to be a mom. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. I have twins. Um, I've got a boy and then, uh, attached to the boys, another boy. So this like, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I don't know where the fuck this is going, but I got to go back tomorrow because they were two. Who's the mother? <laughs> I am the mother. I am your daddy. I'm both. Um, and I I posted a picture on Facebook. This is actually kind of fun. I posted a picture on Facebook. I was Olaf um, last Saturday, and that's when I tripled up my gigs. And it was a lot of it was a lot of stress, but it was so it was a lot of fun. And I had to play Olaf, and I watched a bunch of clips of Olaf because I don't have children, and you know I had to watch the clips on on YouTube of how he talks and he speaks. And I started, I started speaking like him. And Olaf really loves the warm hugs. And the thing is, I would be in the, I would be inside. Um, Olaf for fun, yes, Olaf for fun. But what would happen is, as I was doing the Olaf voice and and patting the children and being very nice, all of a sudden my voice would turn into King Candy from Wrecked Ralph. Ralph, there's some candy. Where's the glitch? Anyway. But it was funny because the kids didn't know any different. And then I would like, I, I sound like I'm from Long Island with here in the big snowman costume. What is happening? So it was fun. And one of the best things that happened is after I did the Olaf thing, which was a lot of fun with the kids, um, and I'm going to be doing it again in a couple of weeks, is uh, I went to go see uh, a lawyer slash accountant. And my wife and I, uh, we, we're independent uh, contractors, essentially, self-employed, which, as you all know, or most of you know, um, is uh, it's like a third micron above a law accountant. <laughs> That's it. He was a law accountant. <laughs> Jay, that was fucking funny. He's a law, he's a law, um, law accountant. But me and my wife, uh, sorry, my wife is not, you know, I'm like a third micron above the poverty line, and my wife is burying me when it comes to money. She's embezzling mostly. It's mostly heroin, I think. I don't know. I, You know, you don't get high on your own supply, as they say in um, Scarface. But uh, we went to an account, and we things are looking up, and things are better. And we talked to the bank. She's the brains. <laughs> she is the brains of the operation, as you can tell by the monologue. Uh, bottom fear, who can count? <laughs> There's something in the air. Um 
but things are good and and I I want to I want to feel good. So I figure if I if I feel good and I sound good and you guys hear the enjoyment then at least maybe some of that may permeate towards you guys. And that's what I kind of that's what I'm hoping for uh just in general so that you guys have some fun and I have some fun. And speaking of fun, you know what we haven't done in a long time? I haven't played a very specific game with you and I worked hard on it. And here it is. It's after the. It's been many, many moons, but ladies and gentlemen, stop yelling at me. That's the wrong one. That was anticlimactic. (laughs) Stop yelling at me. (laughs) Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Stop yelling at me. I'm trying. I'm trying. We're just having some fun. So here we go. After many, many moons of not playing, uh, stop yelling at me. I had some uh, time, <laughs> not a lot, but I had some time, and I put something together. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, where Stop Yelling at Me is a game where I play four, let me see, one, two, three, four, five this week, five uh, clips uh, where is everything? Five clips of uh, somebody screaming, somebody yelling, and you guys have to do it. And again, because they're all five, there's like a there's like a second in between them, and you got to listen to all of them, get them all right in the order, all five, and you will win a fantastic prize, ladies and gentlemen. Let's play. Stop yelling at me. I gave that one to you. I gave it to you. Mocks him and laughs at him as he's repeatedly crushed and maimed. Hope you enjoy it. Am I the only one around here gives a shit about the rules? Love people fucking screaming. So uh, here we go. I'll play it one more time for you guys. You got to get them all. Yeah, Jerry Maguire was a given. It was a given. Anybody? Okay. It was. What's that one? That one's tough. (laughs) Just the movie. Just the movie. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, so let's go in order. Let's say Tom Cruise, not really. Phil's got Jerry Maguire. What's the second one? <laughs> when she screams the Oh, wait, look at this. Jerry Maguire. True lies. No idea. Big Lebowski, Teeny Bitty Newton Newton Turner. Uh Kim, Jerry Maguire, correct. Two, three, four, nothing. Big Lebowski is correct. Teenage Ninja, Ninja Toodles, right. So the only one is the third one that nobody's getting is this one. Uh, where is it? It's when he goes, you mocking. It's this one. That's true lies. This one. mocks him and laughs at him as he's repeatedly <laughs> crushed and maimed. <laughs> That's Weird Al Yankovic in the only movie he's ever done. No, not hangover. I think we're going to come up empty on this one. UHF, yes. So, Kim. Uh, Kim, let's see. Uh, now it's going crazy. 
Kim, I don't think you got them all because you didn't get the, you didn't get the, you said hangover, but you did get the Big Lebowski. True Lies. Well, let's see. No, you didn't get True Lies. So if Brendan types in, now <laughs> the movies are just too quiet. <laughs> so let's see. I'll tell you what, I'll give you all an attempted. Yeah, that's an attempt. Oh, stop it. Nobody cares about you, Jerry. <laughs> that ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't right. Oh, I love that fucking game. I love that game. And it would have been better if I had a producer to play it correctly. <laughs> Jason's on. Uh, Jason has joined us last, last minute. So once again, my listeners, Brendan, Jay, Kim, Karen, Phyllis, Paul, Jason, and two uh, online guests who are stalking me, which is fine. I like it. I dig it. But you know what you got to do? We have to go to our first commercial. Womp, womp. Um, and we'll get to talk to our uh, our online chatters in a little bit more. I'm sure that uh, my wonderful comedian, uh, my comedian guest is going to be on. Danny Gill will be joining us uh, when we come back from the first break. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless. We're having a good time with me, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. I mean, there I was, just trolling through the internet, and all of a sudden, this leaf pops up. Turns out it's my cousin. Found out all the things she likes and where she lives. It was actually really cool. And that's when I discovered Incestry.com. Visit Incestry.com and discover the world's largest online resource. You don't have to know what you're looking for. You just have to start looking. Hi, this is comedian actor John M. Keating, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless. Hosted by my very good, dear friend, Mark Scalia. Okay, yeah, that's good. You can just put whatever he wants in there. I don't give a shit. Whatever. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me on the phone as if it was planned all along because <laughs> I was a little late to the party is Danny Gale, everybody. Welcome, Danny Gale. Here he is. Listen to all. They love you, Danny. Acknowledge. <laughs> That's them. They're great. Hey, Danny, it's uh, it's good to have you on, and uh, we're, we're having some fun. And you were like in the last relic. I had to call you on an actual phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I'm at the age where I just don't have the technical savvy <laughs> to be on top of things. <laughs> That's a joke in itself. So this shit, this shit writes itself. So you're too old to be on top of things. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually uh, calling now. Most of my listeners are I call uh, through Skype, which is actually. Um, an easier format because the digital format, because I play some games with the listeners, but even the phone, you still sound good. I'm just checking the levels now. I think. Yeah, I, I can hear you pretty good. It sounds crystal clear. Oh, there you go. Well, you sound like you're talking in a can. Well, that's fine. It's for yeah. it's, it's, well, it's my, my five year old Blackberry Bold. You, I should probably upgrade to something that probably sounds a little better. Hold the phone. You have, uh, literally, hold the phone. You have a Blackberry? Yes, I do. Holy shit. They still make them? 
bad. It's the, it's the best phone for business was for many years. I was in the cellular phone business for 20 years, so I know phones. Well, why, the, why, was, just, why was the BlackBerry such a good phone? Uh, the encryption on the phone is the highest. It was anyway. I've been out of the business a couple of years, but it was the best security on a phone you could ever have. You could pretty much couldn't crack it. It was an un- uncrackable phone. The, the hackers in China couldn't get into your bank account. That's why a lot of businesses had Blackberries. Oh. Most of them have gone under because of that. No. <laughs> but I do have an iPhone for business right now. I do have an iPhone for business. You have an iPhone. <laughs> yes, I do. You, you, all the puns are coming up. You have an iPhone for business. Get it? You have an eye for business. He's, it's the puns. I have no eye for business. I, 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 I'm horrible business. Man. I had a business that went out of business. I'm, I'm a good little lackey. I, I work for a company that's there. I've always been a coming up from behind kind of guy. <laughs> I'm a salesman. I sneak up and I steal people's money. Hey, Danny, I got to ask you this. Now, are you Irish? Yes, I am. 100%. Okay. Father's off. Parents are off the boat, basically. My did, father's off the boat. My mother's first generation. Did you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Not really. I'm a. I. I. I it's. 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 It's an amateur day for non-Irish people. <laughs> the real Irish people sit home and have corned beef and cabbage and laugh at everybody. But, well, you know what I did. Um, I. This is a. This is a thing I did. Um, usually when it's a holiday, and what I would usually do is I would play it before the holiday, but because it was so close, I mean, St. Patrick's Day was yesterday, and I didn't celebrate it, but what I did is, as I always try to do, I do a little research for the show, and I was like, oh, Danny Gill, he's, he's Irish, and I got to play this for him, and, in, and, in, and uh, as, a, as a tribute to you, this I actually got from a history channel, and I would love to play this for you, and for my listeners, and for my listeners who, uh, who have enjoyed St. Patrick's Day, this special installment of the History Channel, St. Patrick's Day, is for you. Wednesday at 9, on History, made every day. After the dead of winter, St. Patrick's Day is a welcome sign of spring. A day for wearing the green, for the Irish and non-Irish alike. It's not easy being green. The story of St. Patrick's Day goes back to 5th century Britain, where a 16-year-old boy, Mawin Sagut, was kidnapped by Irish marauders. What's going on? You tell anyone about this, I'll fucking kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We'll come back by tonight. Okay, see you. He remained a shepherd slave in Ireland for six years until a vision directed him to escape. What the hell am I looking at? So he took his vows as a priest, adopted the Christian name Patrick, and in 432 AD returned to Ireland on a mission. Rusty Crab? No, this is Patrick. Patrick wrote about converting the Irish to Christianity while building schools and monasteries along Ireland's north and west coast. One popular myth has Patrick driving the snakes out of Ireland. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! This is probably a metaphor for Patrick cleansing the island of paganism. St. Patrick's Day falls within Lent. How to understand the meaning of Lent. Here we go again. The first St. Patrick's Day in colonial America occurred in Boston, 1737, with a parade organized by the Charitable Irish Society. For the first time, the Irish green included the colors of the rainbow. And it all began over 1,500 years ago, when a boy was torn from his family. Little could he know that his life would inspire parades, fashion, and yes, the hoisting of a few pints to toast his special day. Wednesday at 9 on History, made every day. 
that was that was St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's a bad stereotype of the Irish, I'll tell you. Oh, I. That's funny. It, I'll have my listeners know that when it came to Lent, I went here we go. <laughs> Just so yeah. you know, I already because if you uh, we we I did a Lent one, I did a I did a Passover one, I did a Black History Month. Um, you know, it's it's from the History Channel. It's not my fault. These are actual. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I told you I didn't celebrate yesterday, but that's because for years, <laughs> I, I used to be a heavy drinking Irish boy. Oh, really? St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yes. And St. Patrick's Day was one of the biggest and best of the days to imbibe. But I've been uh, without a drink for many years now. But that's one of the reasons I, st- I don't go into the bar and St. Patrick's Day because I think I'll come back to the clan, so to speak. So, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a great holiday for a great race of people. Yeah, and uh, th- that clip is ac- well. What I do is I actually there's an actual History Channel clip, and then things that I find to be funny, um, you know, I put in. But this year was super historic because the St. Patrick's Day parade, which was I think Sunday. Um, had two gay groups in it, which how much controversy was that? But then people were like, yeah, let's just do it. So that's why I put that in there. Cause before it never happened, never happened the first year, which is, <laughs> which is fucking amazing. So, Oh, one of my listeners said it's, it's H history. It's hish. It's, it's hist. hist. Hey, it's like H I S H to channel. So it's history ish. So it's history. Yeah. It's okay. Like, well, you think they just have to type a little better. That's all. Yeah. No, it's he typed it well. I just can't say it. <laughs> but that was a long way to go for punchline. So, Danny, uh, you and I have known each other for a while. You are a very funny guy. You work all over the Boston area, all over New England, and you know some. I this is probably. I mean, we've met each other at clubs uh, at well, the first time years ago, and we bump each other all the time at clubs. But I don't know how long you've been at it. How long you been at it? Ah, uh, first time I watched stage was 1984. Uh, oh, wow. Did the old Sunday, night, Sunday night open mic at Stitches with Mike Donovan. It was, uh, I did it in the 80s for probably about five years, and then I was going to take a month off, and 17 years later when I turned 50, I said, I better get back to comedy before I'm still on the planet. <laughs> kind of like a middle crisis. I gave it up for a while. <laughs> Quit drinking, gave up comedy, got a job, and uh, then I said to myself, at age 50, boy, Better get moving on your hopes and dreams while you're still breathing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, my listeners just put out. It was really ironic because I played a uh, uh, "Let's Go Crazy" from Purple Rain, which came out in '84. So, but you were was that was uh, Stitches? Was it when it was that played against Sam's? No, I played against Sam's was down the street. That was the basement club. Uh, in under play it against him. Stitches was next to the uh, Paradise Rock Club. Okay, so it was, it was at the Paradise. Okay, because that was that was just before my time when Stitches was at the Paradise. Then they kind of had it at Play It Against Sam's every once in a while, or it was kind of, or they had the same uh, open mic at Play It Against Sam's. But then Stitches opened up uh, at uh, oh, Paul, help me up in this. When was Paul? It was um, it was somewhere in Brookline. It was not even Brookline. It was. Uh, it was bright, and it was just over bright. the, uh, yeah, it was like a biker bar that wasn't a bike. The front of it was like a biker bar, and then Stitches was in the back. Yeah, <laughs> they must have moved it. I stopped doing it in 1989. I started in 84, ended in 89, so I think they, was, they probably moved after that. Played against Sam's 
I think was booked by Barry Katz back then. He used to book the room. Oh yeah, yeah. When he wearing, uh, yeah, because Nina ran it, uh, and it was um, it was Boston casting. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was Boston comedy, and I used yeah. to. Here's my Barry Katz story. It's like eleven thirty on like a Thursday night, and I was working days at the time. And I was still living at home. I was like twenty four. Um, and my dad, like I, I had like a basement apartment. Very, he was very, very Italian, very Greg Brady. Uh, instead of Greg living in an attic, I lived in a basement. That's the way it works. Um, but my father would bang on the floor, and I'm like, it wake me up. And I was like, you know, what's going on? And I got a phone call. It's Barry Katz, and of course Barry is like Barry Katz now. He's like, hey, Mark, what is it? Does nobody stay up to watch Letterman? And I was like, I go, what do you need, Barry? He goes, I'm calling to see how much I owe you. So I, I turned on my my uh, my laptop computer with no hard drive. It was like two, three and a quarter inch discs. And I uh, and I told him he owed me like $425. That was just the weirdest thing. Well, that's uh, a great. That's a great time to talk talk money. Eleven thirty at night with a book up. Yeah. At least he remembered. At least he called you. That yeah. was surprising. <laughs> He was settling all the scores. He was settling all the scores because he was he was going to New York and repping Dane Cook yeah. and Bobby Kelly and all but, whatever. So. He was the first booker in Boston who gave me work. Uh, and uh, he, I'll never forget, he came up yeah. to me one day and he said, Dan, I don't know what it is. I can't see it right now, but I think there's something funny about it. I can't really see it, but then he gave me a bunch of days. I think at the time there was a comedy uh, explosion. Uh, everybody was doing comedy shows. I just think he needed people. I mean, it wasn't that I was any good. I just think they just had a, a dearth. Of, I had a, you know, they needed openers, someone to drive someone yeah. somewhere. It was a, anybody who had 10 or 15 minutes to get you know, a paid gig. It was, it was, it was, now, forget it. There's great comics who can't get a gig no matter yeah. how many phone calls they make. So yeah. uh, that's the way life goes. Yep. But I mean, I mean that's it's kind of it's funny when you when you say I think you just need somebody to drive somebody. That was kind of the way that a lot of the gigs rolled out, which is funny. Like, yeah, oh, really? you can do it, but uh, can you drive? Can you drive the Teddy Bergeron to the gig, or you know, Mike yeah, Benz? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I got most of my work. I, I lived in Brookline Village uh, for a couple of years in the mid '80s, and I was doing. I didn't have a car. Then I moved out of the village. We had to get a car. And now I had a car. And all of a sudden, I could, like, drive, pick up people, take them to gigs, get yeah. paid, do comedy. It was it was pretty good. Not a bad thing to do. I, and if anyone's listening out there that headline needs rides, uh, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> Book me. Uh, all they need is gas money and about 100, 100 150 bucks. Uh, that's pretty Dan- cheap. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you a web page. It's going to say, Danny Gill, the comedy Uber. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, hey, hey, you'd be surprised how many people would drive anybody anywhere just to get on stage. Comedy is fantastic, but it's it's a it is it's addictive. You would you would I would drive to Alaska. Uh, it, it would take me seven days if I thought I would just it would get me anywhere. Now, I would I'd look forward to it. Now here's the funny part, Danny. Do you know what Uber is? I know what Uber is. Okay. That's the people that you call up to get a ride to show up in your 1980 Hyundai. I I would drive you. Well, you're better off walking in most cases to wherever you're going instead of calling Uber. But I had That's to right. ask. I had to ask because you have a BlackBerry. That's why I had to ask. No, I don't know what's going on. Don't, I just, I'm just not technically. I, I, I am anti. <laughs> like, I'm not on Twitter. I don't tumble. I don't do anything. I just, you know, I, I'm on Facebook. I'm like a, a Facebook troll. I never post anything. I'm like in the darkness. 
you know, trolling on people, seeing what people's doing. Then I see who's the busy comic, and I get my voodoo doll, and I start sticking pins in all the people that are getting all the work. And I say, please leave town. Go to New York. Go to L.A. Go anywhere. There's, there's too many talented people in New England. I think half them should leave tomorrow. Maybe I'll get on stage sometime soon. Well, you know, the, the best thing, if you do become comedy Uber and you drive people around, you could just crash. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, get somebody really good, and then like sideswipe a car with them in the back seat. Yes, then take them to the emergency room. Then go through their gig. So yeah, go out here like to be here, but then something <laughs> <happens>. <laughs> but I can help you out. I'm here. So, so I when, didn't think of that. so when you started in '84, you took some time off, and then you got back into it. What was the what was the time period between you getting back into it and you taking off? I, 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 1989, I never had any money. I got a, I got my first day job, uh, and I said, geez, I'll take a month off from comedy. I, I canceled a few of the gigs I had, well, actually all the gigs I had. I planned on going back, and then I started making a little money. I went from being broke to having a little cash. Then comedy didn't become as much. You just got to get caught up in trying to be somebody, you know, yeah, as far as, yeah. like, making it in America. And, and I could tell any young comics out there, don't get a job. Keep working at it. Don't give up your life. <laughs> uh, just uh, keep going. Be broke. Live in a box. So what? Die in a box. It doesn't matter. If you, you only got one shot at it. Keep moving. Keep going. <laughs> Don't end up like me with a mortgage. God, uh, I'll be only 60 years old next birthday going, oh, what am I going to do? I just went to the doctor today in Salem. I had a mole taken off my thigh. Now I got people picking top to me off my body as I age. I'm falling apart. There's like pieces of me all over the North Shore. I was in such a good mood, and now I'm not. I <laughs> <laughs> I have a way of bringing the whole world down. No, okay, no, I'm teasing you, Denny. I'll tell you what we'll do, Denny. Let's uh, let's take a quick break because I want to. I'm gonna have a little. I'm gonna have a little happy juice, and we're gonna play a little commercial. And we come Sounds back. Good. Now I know that you're on a, a regular phone, but I think we can do that because when I come back, I want to play a game with you, and I know you're gonna be really good at it. If you can actually hear the game being played. If I can hear it, yeah. That, can is, hear. That, that is the catch. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Bring All right. It on. So we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However, since 1993, modern-day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. We have made substantial progress, but we need your help. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. He used to be a very popular sax and even made it into concert halls in multiple countries and in dozens of songs. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? 
It's hump day! Woo-hoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on his BlackBerry, joining me live, is Danny Gill, the very funny, the very funny and talented Danny Gill. Uh, So I just want to go through a few chats before I get back to you, Danny. My listeners, they chat up something fierce. Um, The... Uh, Paul, my friend Paul, he said, do you have something against Ishes, Jewish, Irish? What's next? Flemish? And then he said, Ish hater. I'm like, yes. And uh, Brendan, with his h History channel, I'm actually going to uh, take that from you. And that is actually going to be my new <laughs> my new segment. I'm going to call it a History Channel. I'm going to his his History. I'm going to call it his History. And that's how you say it. It's his History. So you got to say H I S ish to re. So, uh, and let me see. Uh, bad sax is better than no sax at all. Oh, what is? Who's calling? Uh oh. See what this is. See what this is. Somebody's calling the radio regardless hotline. Hello. 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 Who is this? <laughs> Hello. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see what happens. Oh, I had to change the settings. So that's it. So if you were trying to call me just now, that was weird. <laughs> I think that was my mother. No, it was it? No. no. <laughs> if you if whoever tried oh if you just tried to call there it is again. Let's try. Let's see what this is. I gotta I don't know where it is. I don't know because I got like nine windows open. Oh, here we go. There we go. Hello? 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 Can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I can hear you. Who's this? <laughs> oh, it's not Mark, is it? No, it is. Who's this? Oh, it doesn't sound like you. <laughs> is this Karen? Karen, is this you? Uh, yeah, I think so. How's What, what the hell number is this? <laughs> Oh my God! You know who I thought it was. What's her name from? Um, oh, oh, uh, from Princess Bride. That's who you sounded like. <laughs> you, <laughs> Brendan, Brendan, thank you. Junk tr- is it like a youth calling in. <laughs> All right. I, no, I figured out how to use this chat thing. Okay, I let think. me let me do this because I gotta adjust now. I gotta adjust six different levels because it's coming in from everywhere. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to lower down, uh, lower down your volume a little bit, your speaking volume, or speak l- lower. It's Carol Kane. Yes, it was Carol Kane. That's who I thought it was. I'm like, hello, hello. It's Danny. Danny, did it not sound like Carol Kane? I, I thought I thought I was in blazing saddles. Today. I thought it was her. Actually, you know what's funny? She's on laughing gas. Whenever she's on, I want some. You don't know, control my woman. You know what? I will tell you this, Danny. The funny thing is, when I was doing the uh, the the Saint the Saint Patrick's Day um, uh, promo, I had to. I when they said myth, and I was like, "It's myth, myth." And he goes, "Yes," and that's Carol Kane who says that. I can't stop laughing. 
All right, Karen, let me do this. If you you can't listen to the show, you have to mute the you have to mute the show. Yes, and by the way, Phyllis, Madeline Kahn was who he talked to. Telly Tavalis was her boyfriend, and he said, You better wash off, you're gonna get warts. And he goes, No, 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 that's a myth. He goes, Yeah, it's my myth. And then she goes, and then Madeline Kahn walks away. And then he goes, No, that's a myth, a myth. And then Carol Kane walks by and goes, Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, I just watched the clip. Don't bullshit me. Anyway, Danny, I will tell you this. I think my wife is calling for a very specific reason. I think she okay. wants to help you with the the game we're about to play. Is that true, Karen? Excellent. And I could use the help. Excellent. <laughs> yes, that's exactly why I'm calling. Okay. This is I think you're wrong. Really, Phyllis? You know what I'm gonna <laughs> Phyllis is breaking my Aggies. Is he breaking my Aggies? You know what I gotta hold on. Hold the show for a fucking second while I clarify to my sister. That it's, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Wiggy pride, white snake. Oh, my God. You know something? I've got the weirdest browsing history. The weirdest browsing history. Yes, hold on. I'll just do this. It's, it's, uh, it's Muppet Movie. Uh, you know something? Fuck that. I don't have time for it. Anyway, here's what we're going to do. Karen, you're going to play a game with, and you're going to help Danny because Danny's on a, uh, tin can wrapped in aluminum bouncing a signal off a fucking woodchuck. <laughs> so he's going to do his best. Here's what we're going to play. You know what we're going to play? Sounds like sax to me. Okay. See, All right. No promising anything. Now, Karen, here's the deal. Uh, because you called uh, through the computer, your volume and the Soundville volume is going to be very similar. So what I have to do... Is I've got to do this. Okay, see if I can do this. I got to bring the whole volumes down and then see this. So, so we're gonna play because here on a Skype signal it's much clearer. But here's what we're gonna do. It's bad sax. Yes, Danny's having bad sax right now, <laughs> as we all are. And if anybody can give anybody bad sax, it's me. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Now, Danny, as you may or may not know, the saxophone is a very underutilized instrument and. I'm sure that you can remember that most songs, especially in the 80s and early 90s, all they did is have a saxophone in them. And the saxophone Holy the saxophone is underappreciated now. So what I've done is I've said I want to I want to make sure the saxophone gets its its uh its power back. I want to inject some Viagra back into the saxophone song if you would. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song and the song has a saxophone solo and I'm going to play that saxophone solo. So you have to guess and we're going to keep it easy. You can either name the group or the song. And if the audience gets both first, then you lose. If you get both first, then you win. Yes, that's hard. That's hard. So the first one's about 20 seconds and th these are songs, let's see, um, I would say Early 80s, late 80s, early 80s. So you were... So we're, guessing, we're guessing the title and the name of the person? The, that... gr the group and the song. Where, okay. <laughs> what are the instructions again? <laughs> no, fuck. The group and the song. The group and the song. Group and the, and the song. And the, audience, okay. and the audience is playing against you. So keep that in mind because they're vicious. All right. They don't pull it. Obviously, they have no time. Uh, twirls here, snaps gum. Here we go. Here comes Lil' Kim. Oh, LOL Kim. I thought it was Lil' Kim. Here's the first one. 
See if I can adjust this. Here we go. Oh, God, I love this song. Either either Karen or Diddy. I know that song. I just don't, I just can't remember. <laughs> it's, 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 it's there. I think, I, I remember I was doing coke one night when this was playing. <laughs> Paul Paul put down the logical song Super Trump. <laughs> yes, he's right. It's, logical it's, song Super Tramp. No, it's Super Tramp, not Super Trump. No, it, it, it's a tramp. That's what it is. Super it is. Super, right. super Trump is you fired. You fired. That would be a Super <laughs> Trump. But yes, Paul got it right. It is it is breakfast. It was Super Tramp. Uh, breakfast in America, the logical song. Now we all remember this. There we go. Spell check fail. Yes. So that's the audience. So the audience gets this. You know this game sacks, man. So the audience gets one right. Here we go. This one's a little tougher. Only 16 seconds. Ready? Go. Ready. Carry on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go, go. Yeah, day by day. What? Yeah, keep going. I never seen such a beautiful night. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. I know it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're getting close. Just t- tell me. Tell me the artist names. I know about it. Oh, I can hear it in my head. Damn. Really? Because what oh, you're saying. It's a sacrifice. It's an unappreciated instrument. I wish I listened closer. <laughs> can, we get a, can we play that one more time? Uh, yeah, I didn't know it until they started singing. I don't know it now when they started singing. <laughs> the two of them. I'm like. I oh, got... whenever I. Wait a minute. Whenever I call you friend? Yeah, bye. No, it's not Lawrence and Messina. Oh, come on. This one. Kenny Loggins and. But what's what's the other one? Name? What's the other one's name? Stevie Nicks is correct. There we go. Wow, that was. There was a long. No, don't please, please don't sing. That was a long way to go for a fucking punchline. I'm regretting never playing this game. Oh my god, I get Karen in one ear and Danny in the other. Good God Almighty. You lucky man. You. Ready? And thank God this is the last one. Here we go. <laughs> Almost 40 seconds of this shit. Fuck. I'm going to take my headphones off. <laughs> Come on, baby. Mute their mics if they sing again. <laughs> oh, um, if you think I'm sexy, Rod Stewart. Uh, that is incorrect. Um... It is Rod Stewart, though. You may want to shut that yeah. phone in the background, Karen. <laughs> Help her out, Danny. Yeah, if you think I'm sexy. 
it's it's not if you think I'm sexy. I got I got this album. I got a Rod Stewart great it's in my car. I listen to this all the time. I can't. Hello. Right. It's not. It's not. I can call you right back. It's not if you think I'm sexy. It's not. Do you think? Do you think I'm sexy? Right. By Rod. By who? By Rod Stewart. Shimmy crickets. Right in there, oh, you know what I gotta do? I should have had Karen call on a different device because it's mental. It's fucking okay. Uh, yes, and it would be uh, Rod Stewart. Uh, do you uh, think I'm uh, sexy? You know this game sucks, man. <laughs> All right, Karen. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let you go so I can balance everything else. And uh, uh, is sure it's Karen? It may be Carol Kane. I don't know. Do you but, want me to call back on another line? No, no, we're good. We are good. <laughs> We're good. Getting... You you were you were very good. You helped Dan. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna add up all the scores, and I took all the Prozac on the last break. So what I'm gonna do, is, is, but Karen, thank you for joining us. And here's what we're gonna do: we are gonna go. If I stay away from my computer for ten minutes, now we'll have audio. I can't even read that. What happened? Uh, oh great! I step away from my computer for ten minutes. Now I have audio from ten minutes ago. Life sucks. Karen. How does Jay Velatka have? Thank does, you, Danny. Bye. Bye. All right, we'll see you, Karen. Oh, we'll just we'll be downstairs. Okay, Karen's downstairs. I don't know why I'm saying anything like that. Um, this is weird. Oh, it was very weird that. Oh, it was so strange because on the chat, it Kim Kim Santos, Kim Santos, uh, Facebook icon was jay's for a moment there oh my god this whole you know what it is this has been so bad for everyone including my computer <laughs> but let me tell you these scores and when we come back we're gonna ask uh danny our very three favorite questions um first time best time and worst time you are listening to radio regardless with me your host mark scalia we'll be right back Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. Well, I'm feeling great this week. I just had another birthday. I won't tell you how old I am. All I'll say is if an older woman were to come on to me, she'd be no cougar. She'd be a saber tooth. (laughs) (sighs) Had my annual physical. Doc comes out and goes, blood works great. Heart rate's fine. We're just a little concerned with your bone density. Said, hey, no problem, Doc. I'll roll them thinner. Love being around Boston. Grew up in Boston. Come from a typical Irish Catholic family. My parents, they practiced the rhythm method. They had seven kids. They only had sex when the radio was on. (laughs) My mother wouldn't be proud if I was smoking a bone today. You gotta be careful. In this state, it's only a hundred dollar fine, but you get in trouble. It's embarrassing. Look at Michael Phelps. Eight gold medals. He's at a party. He's taking an Olympic-sized hit out of an Olympic-sized bong. A picture is taken, released to the internet. He's suspended from swimming 
And Kellogg's drops him as a spokesperson. <laughs> what were they thinking? If they only knew how many boxes of cereal get polished off after a few bones. <laughs> you ought to take the picture of him huffing on that bong, throw it on a box of Wheaties, throw a little toy bong inside. <laughs> And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was the very funny aforementioned Danny Gill. Very funny. And you know, I actually, I wish I could do the show longer because I know nothing about Danny as a comic other than he is so fucking funny. Which I think, I think that's all you need to know about a comic. What do you say? Yeah, that's you know the proof is in the pudding. That's all, you know. There's so many talented people out there. You know, it's you just do, you know, go out and have fun with it. That's all you can do. Well, you are one of them, and I got to say, I have not heard a joint called a bone in a long fucking time because that's all I called them. Yeah, well, you date yourself. I mean, I was watching yeah. Family Feud the other day, and they were asking me, what's another word for pot? I call it grass. They're calling it weed, and it's things that I wouldn't have done 40 years ago. Yeah. But hey, it's, it's all good. Yeah, we used to say joint, uh, well, if you... A spliff, yeah. If you ever remember, yeah. you ever remember the old. T- I still have it. The Teach and Chong twelve inch. When he goes, uh, this is Mister Stadenko, and Mister Stadenko is a narcotics officer. And he goes, he goes, what's this? And yeah, it's I, I used to do a joke about joints being called a doobie, um, but he would be like, this is marijuana. Uh, another word, and he goes, shit, <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> It's called shit. Then he goes, and you don't want to get caught with this, kids, because only dope smoke dope. And you hear Sean Cheech going, caca, it's caca. Yeah, now my sister's. They were great back then. My sister's going crazy. Spliff, doobie, dutchy, four finger lid. Yep, four finger lids. Yeah, we had bones. Oh, my God. But you know some enough yeah four finger lids bones all that stuff. But I'll tell you what Danny, um before I let you go, I want to I want to deal with two things. The first thing is I would love and I asked this of all my uh, all my performers, uh, all my entertainers to tell us about your first time on stage, your best time on stage and your worst time on stage, which is always we save the best and funniest for last. So, but you've been doing it for so long, so Go through your, um, I would say, your comedy database, but for you, go through your comedy Rolodex and <laughs> your index cards worth of remembrance. And tell us about your first best, and I tease you, because you know something? We've probably been in the business about the same time, and there's really not that much of an age difference between you and I. I doubt it. There's maybe eight years, no. if that. So yeah. so I'm, I'm in your demographic according to the... The oh, whatever. <laughs> the first time I got on stage, 1984, at Stitches, Sunday night, some friends in the audience, never been on stage before, walked out on stage, uh, did, uh, you know, what I thought would be a, a fantastic five minutes. There was a lot of indifference. Nervous as could be. I think I farted as I was walking out to the <laughs> microphone, which what I thought was better than the alternative. It was just like maybe it, it, it could have been a lot worse. And but it was a great experience. But what it is is when I got off that stage, I said to myself, "Wow, that, you know, it was so so nerve wracking." But when you get done, it was like, "Wow, that was great." You kind of know if you like doing it. I, and I, you know, I, I loved it. it, it just, the problem was. It just took me, you know, years and years to just even get mediocre at it. It's it's so hard to be good at a real good comedian. But yeah. uh, the first time was great. Best best show I ever had. Uh, God, uh, 
that, that's a hard one to think about because there's so, there's so few to choose from. Uh, I, 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 probably the best show I ever did was, was when my parents, my mother came to see me at Catch a Rising Star in 1990. Oh. And we had a party for my grandmother that afternoon, her 90th birthday party. And about 10 or 15 of my relatives came to Catch a Rising Star shit-faced and ruined the show. <laughs> that was the... But I had an okay set. That, but that was the first time anybody ever came to see me from my family. And they were oh. all drunk and heckling. It was it was it was it was embarrassing, but probably the greatest comedy night I ever had. Oh, and, uh, uh, it was it was it was fun. But the worst show by far was the was the booze cruise. Uh, I did a oh, booze cruise, yeah. nineteen eighty eight. Uh, Vinny Fabrito booked for me. He says, "Danny, whatever you do, don't get anybody on the boat mad because the boat will go around in circle for about four or three or four hours." <laughs> Naturally, within three minutes, I had the whole boat screaming at me. I did oh. a I did a Catholic joke in front of a boatload of Catholics from East Boston. They yanked me off the stage, and I was hiding from people for three hours. I had midgets coming up to me and threatening to throw me off the boat because I did a, a, a Jesus joke that they didn't like. And uh, it was, it was, I was, I was in the back of the boat, and I had my girlfriend standing in front of me as I was sitting down, so no one would see me. Oh my it god! I would have swam across. I would have swam to shore if I could have. It was that bad. All these drunk Catholics. I uh, wanted to throw me overboard. It was unbelievable. My sister said she was on that cruise. <laughs> probably, probably. Well, they had a movie called The Last Temptation of Christ, and it came out in 1988. And yeah. I never do a joke for the first time in front of 200 people on a boat. And so in the, in the movie, <laughs> Willem Dafoe was fantasizing about having sex with Mary Magdalene, and I got up in front of these people, told them that, and I said, like, like any good Catholic boy, Tack me up on the cross. The first thing I'll think about is a blowjob. And they just oh. started heckling the hell out of me. So, oh, my God. And, that's uh, funny. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a fan. I thought it was one of the greatest jokes they had written to that point. It was underappreciated. And I just think, you know, uh, that's why when I go through East Boston now, I still have a bag over my head. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, was, it was unbelievable. Well, I've done some stuff on this show, um, which uh, I'm not proud of. Most of it was tonight. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, it's it's always. But oh my god, yeah, you, you just you never know, and you know, and especially then because PC was you know political correctness has come out, and, and uh, my buddy Paul just wrote the greatest joke ever told was about the greatest story ever told. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, when you're young and you, you know, you're younger, you, you, you don't have, you just want to go for a laugh kind yeah. of, you don't really care yeah. how you get there. And as you get older now, there's a lot of, you know, I'll tell certain jokes in certain venues that I wouldn't do in other venues. You kind of got to know where you are and who the crowd is yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So. Well, of course. And especially when you start, you don't, you, your jokes aren't venue appropriate. They're just what your jokes. And I was doing jokes about, uh, you know, dating girls and, and, you know, at country clubs and, and at private functions, and I had no idea why I wasn't getting laughs. So, <laughs> Well, that's, that's why it yeah. takes years. It usually takes, there's very few people that are really good right away at stand-up. There are a handful of people that seem to zoom to the top, but in, in, for most of us, it's a, it's a lifelong uh, thing that you do a struggle, but it, it, when, when it comes together and it works, it's fantastic. That's, yeah. uh, you have to do it to understand it. And, and speaking of that, 
Uh, what do you got coming up, Danny? Where where can my uh, uh, oh, let me actually let me Friday before, before you even say that hold on hold on stupid. hold on hold on before you even say that I will tell my listeners this um, as you alluded to you do not have a website and you are kind of an internet troll uh, but they can follow you through Facebook. Check check oh there we go we're back. How long was the sound out? <laughs> that was fucked up. How long? Wait a minute. How long was the sound out? It must have been when I changed. What was the last thing? Oh, 30 seconds. What was the last thing you guys heard? Oh, it was the last story. Oh, oh, you know something good? It wasn't, I wasn't yelling or anything. So you didn't hear me yelling. So I'll tell you what, um, Danny, because uh, we had some sound. The sound shut out for a little bit. I don't know what happened. I've never, I've been doing the show almost two years. Never a great fucking technically whatever. I was talking about Dan- following Danny on Facebook. Um, so he doesn't have a website, but go on, tell him once again, where are you going to be this weekend? And this will go out live. Well, I'm I'm not actually gonna be <laughs> at the soldiers' home. I'll try to do that. You know something, Danny? I'm having some sound issues, and I gotta wrap the show because I know if I do this one more time, it'll it'll all fuck up, and I want to make sure because I lost sound again. But I'll tell you, it's been a uh, it's been a fantastic show. Stop where he started. We go around again. No, he said he's gonna be at the VFW on Friday night, and he's gonna be at lots of laughs. Uh, in North Andover on Saturday night. That's where he's going to be. And you should post it on Facebook. Get used to that. You gotta, you gotta start posting stuff on Facebook. Let me see what I. I'm gonna be like all over the place. And I'm now, I'm now that you have broken my, uh, <laughs> you've showed me the light, Mark. Facebook, I... Twitter, Tumblr, whatever. I'm on it. LinkedIn. I'm linked out. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> and that's great, Danny Gill. Thank you for being part of uh, Radio Regardless. It's been fantastic. All right, take care, my friend. Bye-bye. And that was Danny Gill, everybody. I don't know what is happening with my sound all of a sudden, but uh, I want to test something before we figure this out because uh, I don't know if we get... You see if you can hear this. No, you can't. Wow, this is weirdo. It just all of a sudden... Like, you can hear me because I'm going through the regular thing. I wonder what's up. Oh, fuck me. Well, you know something? Let's wrap it before we have any more problems. Um, I will be uh, at the Black Swan Country Club Friday night uh, doing a fundraiser in Georgetown. Uh, I know I sounded like it was tin can. I was using the the webcam mic. So um, I'm going to be at the Black Swan Country Club in Georgetown, Mass., on Friday night. And Saturday night, I will be at Trailblazers uh, in Wales, Maine, uh, for a, not a fundraiser, but it's kind of a private show up there. And I was up there before, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so we're going to go. Uh, guys, it's been fun. Oh, my God, so much fun. I just wish we didn't have sound problems at the end. But, you know, it's a live show, and you deal with it. That's what you do. But I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, I almost forgot it, and I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, next week, my guest will be David Langell, uh, actor, producer, writer, um, a very talented guy. And when I say talented, like, why is he on this fucking show talented? That kind of stuff. So that's our guest next week. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure 
uh, having you guys on. And what we'll do is uh, we'll do it all again next week. Spring is coming. I know it was cold today. It's going to be cold tomorrow. But spring's coming. Enjoy. We'll see you guys next week. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2015. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.